Thanks for listening to Draw Near with Fred and Kara. And for this episode, we thought we would do a solemn reading of Fred's favorite book of scripture. Yes. I'm the, just kidding. I'm just the, kidding. <laughs> the entire book of Philippians. We're going to do a lexio. We're just going to, no, we're just going to read it book. and that'll be the whole episode. Okay. That'll be the whole, I would love that. I love Philippians. Seriously. Yeah. I want you to love it too. Yeah. So, um, just kidding. We won't read you. Although it's a very short book. It is. It's four chapters. Yeah, we totally could. And some of those chapters only have like 12 verses. Yeah. 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 But this is a, I think a good book of Paul's. Paul does a lot of letters where basically communities are doing things wrong and he's like, no, 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 let me correct you. Uh, and he's almost like scolding them a little bit. But Philippians, I think, is one of like encouragement and thanksgiving to the people of yeah. Philippi because uh, they were just very like supportive of Paul. Mm. They, you know, they sent him money. They were known as like some of his biggest supporters. They sent mm-hmm. him money when he was imprisoned. We um, need some of those Philippians, Kara. <laughs> we do. That was a good segue. I didn't. I wasn't even playing that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but this book is very good, and I think it honestly just gives. Uh, I can see why it's your favorite because. Mm of the encouragement from Paul. Right. Like, it's like, thanks Paul. Yeah. I needed that, you know? Yeah. So I, I love how Paul, like you mentioned, he writes the letters to try and correct things that people are doing. Yeah. Probably doing wrong right. or interpreting, interpreting wrongly. But one thing that always stands out to me is how Paul does it. He never leads with, ex- with the exception of Galatians, <laughs> which is a very specific <laughs> thing. Um, he never leads with the correction. Mm-hmm. He always leads with the encouragement. Welcome. Mm-hmm. I rejoice for you. I remember you in my prayers always. And he's just beautiful. Like, I would love to get a text message from yeah. Paul on a bad day. Yeah. You know? And then the correction, and then a more rejoicing, more mm-hmm. encouragement, more thanksgiving, more prayer. It's almost like an Oreo. Yeah. 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 He sandwiches it with nice things. Yes, he does. Except my. Uh... <laughs> calling you out <laughs> right. because nice days. Nice. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's good. It's good. Yeah, it's good. So we are um, actually going to pick up another Lexio. We wanted to do Philippians during Lent, but felt the Lord was kind of calling us to do the crippled beggar instead. So we are going to do a Lexio of a passage from Philippians. Mm-hmm. It's just five verses, very short, but we're going to read the passage. And then um, if you're not familiar with Lexio, what you do is you read it, you pause for a few minutes in silent prayer, and you allow God to speak to you. There are a lot of different ways to do it. Somebody, there are, yeah. Somebody mentioned that. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, I've never done it that way, but this is how I've always been taught to do it. Right. Listen for a word the first time, repeat it, you know, mm-hmm. read, pray, and then listen for a phrase, read, pray, and listen for um, just what God is calling you to. Mm. And we've noticed, before we dive in, Kara, we've noticed um, a lot of our listeners have really enjoyed these Lexio episodes yeah. that we've done. So if that's you, let us know. Yeah. Like, and let us know, like, I don't know. Is there a passage you is like? Is there a passage mm-hmm. or a, a topic that is, is spoken about in a passage? Uh, let us know because I think we've been really blessed by these Lexios yeah. as well, especially the Crippled Beggars one. If you haven't listened to that one, mm-hmm. please do. Like, it's linked in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, so check it out. Yeah. So we're going to do a Lexio reading of Philippians 4 verse four through nine. So I'm going to go ahead and read it. Now we'll just read it once for your sake. um, So you don't have to listen to it three times and then awkward silence on a podcast. (laughs) Um, But you, if you want to do this individually for yourselves, then you'd read it a few times through. So beginning in Philippians four, verse four, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let all men know your forbearance. The Lord is at hand. 
Have no anxiety about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, do. And the God of peace will be with you. So Fred, what stood out to you as a word? Rejoice. I like it. And not just because it's the first word. Por qué? That's Spanish for why. Yeah. <laughs> why? Well, I just rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I shall say rejoice. Of course, I'm just talking about that one word, but mm-hmm. in in that culture, like if you wanted to emphasize something, you say it twice. And Paul to. says it twice. Mm-hmm. And it brings to mind, count it all joy, brethren, when you encounter various trials. So I think it calls to mind for me, do I rejoice in the Lord always? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I guess in a way, I coming out of Lent and tying it to our previous Lexio, I found myself over Lent, like when when things come up that frustrate me, I'm unhappy about, is my first response, be it unto me according to thy word, mm-hmm. is my first response, not my will, but your will be done. Because I, I feel like that response leads to rejoice. Right. If your heart is geared toward wanting what God wants, then you will always get what you want. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. If you want what God wants, then you will always get what you want. Because your will is united to God's will. Right. And then you rejoice. So even in your sufferings, you can rejoice. Uh, I think of Proverbs seventeen twenty two: a cheerful heart is a good medicine but a downcast spirit dries up the bones. And I think we all have people in our lives who are that way. They, they don't seem to have that joy. There's not a resignation to the will of God. Mm-hmm. They um, are always angry. I deserve better than this. I need to assert my position, whatever. And when I say that they, I'm talking about myself. Right. Because <laughs> I do that often. Right. Um, and so I, I hear in that word rejoice, a call to keep that in mind yeah, and to literally rejoice always. Can't, I can rejoice, mm-hmm. but can I rejoice always? Yeah. I like how you mentioned suffering. Cause I know we talk about Paul all the time, whether, whether or not we talk about it on draw near, we talk about Paul yes, all the yeah. time. Like he's like our bestie. Yeah. Um, along with Francis and Claire. Yes. And a litany. <laughs> we're, we're getting a list. We're best friends with all the saints. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but St. Paul, in when he is imprisoned with mm-hmm. Silas, we talk about yeah. Silas just like in the midst of that suffering, helping Paul point his eyes to Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was literally rejoicing because they're in the like they're in, in prison and they're just dancing and singing mm-hmm. and praising God. So I think of that when you were talking about in all situations. Right. Yeah. yeah it's quite a situation there. Yes, it is. And, but it was the rejoicing that allowed the prison the, the gates, gates to, to be open, mm-hmm. the shackles to come off. Right. And yet we choose not to rejoice. Right. You know? But that's a good thing. That's a good lesson, actually, to even go deeper with. Like when you rejoice in the Lord in every situation, even the hard, hard situations, like 
whatever chains we're trapped in are going to be released. Amen. You know, whatever, yeah. whether it's sin or just negativity, depression, whatever, right. you know, God can speak into those things. Yeah. I, I think the resurrection points to that too. Like it's easy to think just like the, the apostles no doubt did things couldn't be worse. Right. Our savior just died. Mm -hmm. He's in the tomb. What have we done? But rejoicing is living like we believe the resurrection is true. Mm -hmm. Kara, I read the back of the book. We win. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what stands out to me. Cool. How about you? Um, so the word that stood out to me was do. 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 Yeah. It's in verse nine. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me do. Nice. Um, I don't know. I just really liked like the action mm -hmm. that is implied behind that word. You're an action person. I, You're a what now person. I will always be a what now person. Like in the midst of meetings and stuff, if there's mm -hmm. like a cool idea or somebody wants to start something, I'm like, this is awesome. But you can't just leave it hanging. Mm -hmm. It's like, so what's next? What are we going to do? Mm -hmm. um, we also still say like, it's not the doing, it's the being. Right. Um, it's not about the things that we do and what we produce and, you know, the checklist. Mm -hmm. It's about being present with God. So I like that it's connected here. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the heart of the being. Right. You know, it's like I want to just be with mm -hmm. Christ. I want to receive things from him. I want to learn from him. I want to see him. Um, and then we go do. I think. This isn't. This is not a, at all. Is why this word stood out to me. But hey, we're gonna go with it. I think a lot of times we do the opposite. Mm -hmm. Is it's like okay, but what's next? And we just like take off with this to do list, and it's all about the right. doing, as opposed to I'm not sure. Why don't we go sit and pray with like what is God calling me to do, mm -hmm. and just follow His example first. I like that. Yeah, we tend to look. I don't know. Sometimes I I feel like we look down on the people that are more focused on the being. Yeah. Like, like the Marys of the world instead right. of the Marthas of the world. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, that's when you first meet somebody. What's the first question? Mm -hmm. Oh, what do you do? do? What's your title? What does that yeah. mean? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I like we just got to see um, one of our good friends. His name's Jimmy and his sister. Uh, she's in a, the cloistered convent with the poor Claire's. And we ran into her dad yesterday and he said, yeah, we went on family vacation. This is before she entered in. Mm -hmm. We went on family vacation. And we were just like, where is Mary? You know, where'd she go? And mm -hmm. uh, he's like, oh, God told her she was supposed to go do something. <laughs> she was just like in the line at, at the restaurant talking to somebody. Mm -hmm. That seems like a very Mary thing. You know, you're just right. sitting at the feet of Jesus and... <laughs> We're we're looking around like where where is she? Where, right. Like what's going on? But she, like she's just so present to the Lord, and then that causes the do. It causes right. the action, and she yeah. goes to where you know what he asked her to do. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, it does. I, I think you see that in an example of Paul because he says, "Follow me as I follow Christ." Yeah. And I think you see in Paul's an exa example. Yeah, he was driven to do the things he did. Mm -hmm. Like he had to get to Rome. But it was rooted in his being first. Yeah. So follow, do as I've done. Well, what's his example? His example is one mm -hmm. rooted in prayer, rooted in relationship with Christ. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's not at all why the word stood out to me, but I'm, I think that's still all true. And that's right. The Holy Spirit probably needed that to be said at some point there. Um, the reason that I think it stood out to me actually is just that, um, I don't know. I think sometimes in my own faith, I, I'm like, oh, I'm good. Like, I'm serving God. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a good Christian. Uh, and and then I'm like stagnant in the mm-hmm. action. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it, it almost is like um, the faith and faith and works. Right. Like they go to hand in hand. You cannot mm-hmm. have faith if that you if you have no works and your works are dead without your faith. Right. And so I think for me, I liked the action behind the do because that's the works. Actually, I'm gonna share. I'm gonna share a story. So one thing that I really struggled with uh, in college was just this lack of like a Christian community, and so I had to go outside of the Catholic Church to find it, which is a little bit sad, mm-hmm. uh, if I might admit. But when I found it, it was actually really difficult for me because it was just at the praise night that I found it. Mm-hmm. But then when we would go back to campus, people were very different from how they were at church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there came a time where I left and I was, and I was like a young adult leader at this, this non-denomination church and I left. And so the pastor wanted to meet with me and and ask like, why'd you stop coming? And one of the things I said to him was, I just couldn't, I couldn't get over how all of the things that you preach, nobody's living. Right. And it wasn't, it wasn't in a judgment way. We all struggle. We Mm -hmm. all do things that like we shouldn't do. And I totally understand that. And Hey, Christ goes to the sinners. Like Mm -hmm. we shouldn't surround ourselves with the healed. We should go to the sick. Mm -hmm. I get that. It was just really, it was just a really big struggle for me Mm -hmm. that I, I just wasn't seeing the witness of what was being preached. Right. And so I think there is an importance that we have to see with the do of our own faith, like Mm -hmm. as Catholics, how does it impact your life? Does it make a difference for you to say, I'm Catholic? Mm-hmm. Here's what I believe. You know, does it does it drive you to want to go and do something? Right. You know, to be faithful, to go mm-hmm. pray, um, to go to mass and whatever those things are that just bring you closer to Christ. Mm-hmm. Like we're all meant to be holy and like mm-hmm. being Catholic and having that faith is supposed to change our life. Right. You know, and how we and, live. And change the lives of others. Yes. Yeah. Do. Go do. do. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. So that's what stopped me. Nice. So what is the phrase? Well, normally the word would be a part of the phrase. Yeah. And I realized that. Yeah. Um, but it was actually 4-8 that stood out to me. Uh, finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. That phrase stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, stood out to me a lot because it's easy to do the opposite of that. I find that a few examples that come to mind when we can be sad about a certain situation or frustrated about a certain situation, I think we can kind of feed negativity into that. Yeah. You know, yeah. by continuing to ruminate on it. And yeah. uh, not being pure, not being holy. Not, right. Yeah. I think and a lot of times, like, it can make us spiteful. And a quote from one of our favorite books, I Believe in Love, the spiteful person starts putting facts together, which in reality, are totally unrelated. We quote that book all the time. We do. It's I mean, if you book. if you yeah. want to go get it, you can go yeah, get it. <laughs> yeah, I believe in love. Uh, linked in the show notes now. But that comes to mind because I think if you've ever been upset with a certain situation and you, you play through these conversations in your head that in fact aren't going to happen, haven't happened, mm-hmm. you assumed, assumed intentions on the part of someone else and that feeds your anger and you continuing continue to ruminate in that anger and that frustration ra- rather than 
giving the benefit of the doubt to the other person rather than thinking like we started talking about. How does Paul start? Starts with their positive qualities, the encouragement. What are they doing right? Paul got to the correction very quickly and he didn't go on and on about it. You know, what is he doing mostly? He's rejoicing. He's encouraging. I also think of sometimes for me, if I'm sad or lonely, sometimes I can find myself going back to music Mm -hmm. because music's such a big part of my life that is actually not healthy to listen to because it reinforces those feelings of sadness and loneliness. Mm. So I, I have to really like guard my own spirit because certain songs that go back to, there was a time in my life, full disclosure, I've never talked about this really on any episode of Draw Near, but there was a time in my life where I battled a lot of depression. Mm-hmm. I had suicidal thoughts, uh, lived a very self-destructive lifestyle. And and I think, I, I think, you know, honestly, I, I made half-hearted attempts to end my life mm-hmm. if i'm honest yeah and um i think really those were just cries for help but like music even though i am i i believe with all my heart i'm healed now mm-hmm. and god's grace has done wonders but if i find myself in a situation where i'm feeling a little sad or a little lonely or a little down and that music comes on i'm immediately back there again just reminds you of that it, time. it's like it can trigger those yeah. So what should I be listening to? Well, it's time to turn corn off or whatever. <laughs> Pick your poison. Um, it's not good for me, so yeah. I shouldn't be listening to it. What is good for me? Whatever is true, whatever is honorable. When I'm thinking bad about myself, when I'm remembering things, hurtful things that people have said to me, should I continue to play those through my head? Right. Or should I remember what God says? God says, I am beautifully, wonderfully made. Right. That's what I should be thinking about. Mm-hmm. When... I am feeling without hope. What should I be reminding myself of? Like Lincoln in Boone County (laughs) at a recent youth event we did, middle schooler. God is the person we look to when we feel like there is no hope. Yeah, I loved that. I was giving a talk and I asked them, who is God? And that Mm -hmm. was his response as an eighth grader. I was like, you, you are special. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just. That's what should be getting my attention. That's where my focus should be. Part of that is what stood out to me, too. Um, it was the last bit where it says, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And I like the mm-hmm. word if. Right. Because it's almost like he's saying, if these things aren't present, if it's not honorable, true, pure, just, there's not anything that's excellent, right? Right. There's not anything that is worthy of praise. Yeah. So I like the if there. If, yeah. Yeah, I think that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I pulled out my my trusty study Bible. It's Scott Hahn, and he basically walks through the Gospels plus Acts, I think. No, he walks through the whole New Testament. Isn't it the whole New Testament? Yeah. Yeah, it's the whole New Testament. Uh, Ignatius Study Bible. Yeah, it's uh, Ignatius Study Bible. And Scott Hahn is one of the authors, and he he goes through. Is it just Scott Hahn? I should know these things before I start talking about this book. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me make sure I give credit to where credit is due. Scott Hahn and Curtis Mitch. Um, so it's written by Scott Hahn and Curtis Mitch, and it's basically uh, all of the New Testament, but with commentary, mm-hmm. and it has notes, and it has you know the context of what each each book was written in, and all mm-hmm. this stuff. So I went to the there for this passage too, just 
um, to see if there was anything that might spark yeah. kind of the the prayer mm-hmm. behind the Lexio. And he actually defines this word excellence, which I loved. So it says, if if anything is excellent. And this this word comes from the Greek word arete. And I don't know if I'm saying that right. I'm probably not. But it basically means goodness or moral virtue. So he says, when Paul uses this term, he challenges us to ponder all that is virtuous in order to crowd every impure and unworthy thought of our minds. So that goes mm. to what you were just saying, yeah. like to cast out the things that you're that are impure and you don't want. This implies a close relationship between contemplation and conduct. Wow. So that wholesome meditation can be an inspiration for exem- exemplary living. Nice. So even that kind of goes to the word that stood out to me, which yeah, was being do. and doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it has this connection between what you are contemplating and how you're actually living. Right. Um, so that was really the part that stood out to me because it almost was also like um, like it was conditional. Right. Like this this goodness and moral virtue is conditional on true, honorable, just you know, all yeah. of these things yeah. like they have to be present. Right. So I like that. And I actually think this this relationship to the action and the doing. Mm-hmm. So obviously this passage is the one that we chose and we chose it ahead of today's scripture, which I think right. is hilarious. But it says in our passage, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me do. And the God of peace will be with you. And I thought it was funny because the very first reading for today at mass is First Corinthians 15. And Paul says, Uh, I am reminding you, brothers and sisters, of the gospel I preached to you, which you indeed received, and in which you also stand. For I handed on to you as the first importance what I also received. Amen. That's awesome. Yeah, I love how God makes those connections. Perfect. Mm. But I mean, that's exactly what he says. What you have received, go and do. Mm. So Paul is that example. He's, you know, exhorting those who he's writing to to go be that example. And we are called to be that example. And how we do it is through excellence in purity in truth yeah you know and if i could like on theme with what we're called and a big part of our lives draw near to christ draw near to one uh, one another what's a big part of that encouraging one another yeah that's part of where we got our name from is a scripture that even says that it's um hebrews 10 23 through 24 let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works not neglecting to meet together, obviously, meaning community, right. being together, as in the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. The day drawing near, obviously, is Jesus coming back. Right. Are we living like we believe, we believe that's true? Yeah. Are we living like we believe the resurrection is true? Because if we are, it should be obvious, mm-hmm. Pope Benedict, we are an Easter people and hallelujah is our song. Hmm. Are we living that way? Right. Is it evident? Mm-hmm. Are we living in a way like we believe Jesus is coming soon? Yeah. Relatively speaking. Yeah. Whenever that is, you know. Nah, he's coming soon. Let's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you see that again and again in scripture here. Encourage one another, build one another up. Let no evil talk come out of your mouths, mm-hmm. uh, but edify one another. Hopefully we edify you as you edify others. Hopefully. We try to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we try to. Okay, so Fred, um, with your word, with your phrase, the last thing that you would do for the third time through this passage would be what is God speaking to you in this? So we can't just be like, oh, I think God said this. But no, it's always going to be to move you in some way. So how is God moving you? 
I think my call is to do what I was saying with that Philippians 4, 8, to be more mindful to think on those positive things, mm-hmm. to think on the things that are good, to think on the things that are worthy, to think on the things that are excellent, like you said, yeah, and to do what Paul says also. He says, follow him, do what he does, right? And to really focus in on that, encouraging one another. That might sound crazy because... As you know, Kara, I am schmushy, mm-hmm. and I am regularly an encourager of mm-hmm. people. I try to be, um, but I don't think I do it well. Mm. I don't think I do it enough. I think I think you do it well. Maybe you want to do it more. I think I, I think need to, well, to be more of that. I just see so many people around that need that encouragement, mm-hmm. that, that seem like they need that hope, and helping them become who God has created them to be if I could help them in any way to do that. And yeah. so, yeah, that's that's what I think my call is. Okay. So how about you? What is your do? What is your call to action here? I actually think mine comes from like something that I didn't even mention. <laughs> um, <laughs> I It comes from what you were talking about, just with that word mm-hmm. rejoice. Because um, it says, let all men know your forbearance have no anxiety about anything. Mm-hmm. And in, if you were able to listen to our last episode, uh, just about, you know, this bigger vision, there's a lot of things we could easily be anxious about, yeah. you know, and it's like the things that are right in front of us today, mm-hmm. you know, making sure we're we're paying bills and taking care of our family. Right. And then add on what God is calling us to. And it's like, how is that going to happen except through God? There's mm-hmm. a lot more things to be anxious about. And so I like this, let all men know your forbearance. It says rejoice, let all men know your forbearance. I had to look up the forbearance. I'm a word person, so mm-hmm. I like to know like kind of what's behind the word. And it said patient self-control and restraint. And so I like that. Let all men know your patient self-control. Now I'm wow. not going to hop on this podcast and be like, I am patient. I have self-control. <laughs> That's not what I'm what I'm doing. Or I what would I mean say you that. have more self-control than I do. <laughs> I, I, I won't <laughs> affirm that. But, um, but I liked that. Like let... Like be patient, you know, have self-control, have no anxiety about anything. And I think just in the time where we are right now, uh, as we're recording this, like it's scripture is always going to speak into your life now. It Mm. is the living word, which means even though it was written thousands of years ago, it is relevant to you today when you Mm. read this. And so just where I'm at now, I think that's something that I need constant reminders of, like just patient self-control. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. Like I have it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what I kind of took from it, even though that wasn't my, maybe that's my do. Like mm-hmm. that's what I'm supposed to do is just to rest and have peace. And mm-hmm. that's how this passage ends. The God of peace will be with you. Yeah. So like all of these things bring about just that peace. Yeah. Yeah. That actually, as you say that, it actually reminds me of something I was, uh, I was thinking about when Paul says that. Yeah, it, I mean, it says, have no anxiety about in anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made to uh, known no, to God. God. So are you doing that? Mm-hmm. Or with the things you're anxious about, are you just holding on to the anxiety? Mm-hmm. Thinking, or not letting God in. Yeah, thinking about all the things that can go wrong mm-hmm. and, and all the things that you're frustrating about. Or are you presenting all those things to the Lord? Are you casting your cares upon him? Mm-hmm. Padre Pio says, pray, hope, and don't worry. Basically, worry is a waste of time. Yeah. 
you know that reminds me of, actually we just did um we just did a radio pledge drive and I won't share too much of this man's personal testimony but he shared a lot of it and it was so beautiful about just the situation financially that his family was in and their home was being foreclosed they were getting evicted and he shared that like he was in a state of worry but then mm-hmm. it was just like two hours before they were supposed to be out of their home and they're like, you know, whatever happens, happens. Mm -hmm. But he shared this experience that the night before they were supposed to leave that he and his wife prayed to God after he, you know, cussed him out and shouted at him (laughs) and whatever. Sometimes God needs you to let him in like that. Um, But they were praying and he and his wife both were just like, do you feel that? You know, and it was just, oh, they were just overcome with peace. Peace, yeah. 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 So when you give those things over to God in thanksgiving and supplication and prayer, that's the result. It is just this overwhelming peace in your life. Yeah, amen. I think you see that in that, what Paul's admonishing us there, present your your worry to God with thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. What does Jesus say? When you pray, expect that you shall receive. Yeah. You know, it may not be the answer the way you expect it to be, but the Lord, as Padre Pio reminds us, will hear your prayers. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider helping us to make more content like this available by going to our website, which is drawnear.me. Hit the support button in the top right and become a patron.